I'm Alex Rybczynski. I'm Angie Czech. I'm Barbara Stewart. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I'm Marin Green. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Valerie Jacobson. And this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN, everybody. The Holistic OBGYN Podcast, excuse me, the full title, the biblical name. Um, I have a very special guest today. Barrett Freibert is a young woman who lives across the street from me, and she is a yoga teacher, but she lives the yogi lifestyle through and through. That makes for very, very cool dinner conversations, let me tell you. But she's also a neurolinguistics programming therapist, and her insights into that and her expertise with the Enneagram and whatnot gives her this unique prowess within the world of therapy. And every single time I talk to her, she has new insights into connecting with herself and with other people. And it makes her a hell of a woman and a hell of a therapist. And so I'm so grateful to have her on the show. Before we get into our interview, I wanted to uh, let everybody know, if you don't, I have a newsletter. You can find it at BelovedHolistics.com. I send out a little video of things I'm using for my clients and patients, books, articles, podcasts, any other resources, um, supplements, etc. And um, that's a weekly, free weekly newsletter I have. You can sign up on my website, BelovedHolistics.com. At that website, you'll also find my, my consultation calendar. If you want to work with me, I am an allopathic physician, but I, I bring a lot of non, uh, let's say non-Western medical healing modalities into my practice and care for women. So um, you can book a consultation there. And if you're a health coach, a birth worker, a midwife, doula, childbirth educator, a doctor, naturopath, chiropractor, whatever, and you'd like to have a curbsider like me to bounce medical questions off of or to help collaborate on challenging clinical decision-making for your clients or patients, you can also sign up for my collaborator program. And that is also found directly at, um, at my website at belovedholistics.com. And for the show, the Holistic OBGYN podcast, you can go to Holistic OBGYN pod to find all the show notes and also make a generous donation if you'd like to support us. We are a 501c3, so all donations are tax deductible. And in exchange, you'll get a wide range of free gifts from, from supporters of the show, sponsors of the show. And you can find the full list. Well, they're not sponsors. I can't call them sponsors, but they are definitely friends and supporters of the show. You'll be able to get any of a number of gifts from them. And you can just go on there. It's supplement companies, books, paleo-friendly kid food, all kinds of lovely things, essential oils. So um, go to the holisticobjoinpod.com. You'll find the show notes. You'll find that. My practice is belovedholistics.com. And I'm not going to delay any further. Please enjoy my conversation with Barrett Freibert. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Holistic OBGYN. This is the voice of me, Nathan Riley. And I have the pleasure of being with my close friend and almost next door neighbor, Barrett Freibert. Barrett, welcome. Thanks for coming onto the show. Thank you, Nathan. Before we get started, I always love to ask everybody, I only ask people I know personally to come on the show, and uh, I would love to know from you, how do you remember meeting me? So this is one of my favorite stories. I had just moved back. Um, I'm originally from Louisville, and so I moved back home here from New Mexico, 
And I just moved in um, and I locked myself out of my own home without even having my phone. Not only was I locked out, but it was raining. And so I had to make a quick decision. And I looked across the street and Nathan and his lovely wife, Stephanie, were just coming outside. And I ran over there and you know, they just like had the biggest smiles on their faces. I was like, Hey, I live across the street and I locked myself out. And they're like, Oh my God, come in, use our phones. <laughs> and, uh, Nathan ended up just inviting me on. Not only did I use his phone, but he like gave me a tour of his house. And I just immediately knew <laughs> that we would all be very close friends. Yeah. The universe certainly conspired. Uh, we'd had some bad luck with neighbors across the street for since we had moved in. And uh, I think you came in right around the time of the pandemic, right? Or like maybe a partway through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you came over and give us hugs. It was like, oh my God, we have friends again. You know, we have like friends we can yes. be close to and intimate with again. And so I'm very grateful that you moved in as well, because I've learned a lot from you. You're into a whole bunch of interesting things, neuro-linguistic programming, mental emotional release, and you work with clients privately. But you and I have also just done some yoga sessions together. We've done a couple, we've done a workshop together and you're my favorite smoke. You're my favorite uh, vaporizing buddy. I've got my little volcano (laughs) bag here with a little, uh, here's what's in it today. It's, it's some tobacco as usual, but then also it's a mix of, um, Damiana and willow bark. And I think there's some Usa Irvi in this blend. And then I put some, uh, Florida Bach, some drops on top Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm ripping through right now. And feeling very grounded and and super happy to be chatting with you. (laughs) I love it. Me too. So before we get going, can you lead us in a a grounding breath? Yes. So the breath I'm going to choose today is uh, Ujjayi breath. It's the yogic breath. And as a coach and a yoga teacher, I hear a lot of people are like, I can't get out of my head. I can't get out of my head. So that's literally what Ujjayi breath does is it grounds us. It gets, it marries our mind, body, and spirit so that we can use our mind to our benefit. So how we do Ujjayi breath is you breathe in through the nose and then you breathe out through the nose. Lips are sealed, constricting the back of the throat. So how I teach it in class. So we'll just do this. Imagine you have a pocket mirror in your hands. You're going to breathe in. H-Aw. Good. Now do that again with your lips sealed. Inhale. Close your eyes. Just keep doing that. Breath in. Pause. Ujjayi out. Breath in, pause, Ujjayi out. One more time. This time I want you to inhale something you need. Exhale something you do not. Good. You feeling grounded? I am. Good. Me too. I hope too. everybody listening is feeling grounded. Um, we don't do these big deep, big, deep breaths. Regardless of the style, we don't do it often enough. So I, I uh, really appreciate having the opportunity to do it with all of my podcast guests. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be using that Ujjayi breath. We've got a baby coming any day now, as you know. Stephanie is ready to give birth. We are ready. We've done our saging. We've got the home ready. We're having a birth at home. And breathing is going to be a big part of the process, both for her and for me to yes. uh, to stay grounded and present and connected. So by the time this podcast airs, I'm sure the baby will be here. But anywho. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. Little baby Everly Rosa is going to be <gasps> her name. Mm. Evie and Penny are two little girls. I'm a yes. girl dad through and through officially. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless something happens, you know, magically and this is actually a boy, then we were deceived by the ultrasound. But mm-hmm. I doubt it. So. Well, Barrett, the floor is yours, my my dear friend. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? So one of the three things is the Enneagram. And since we began with Ujjayi breath, so first let me say, what is the Enneagram? A lot of people know it's an ancient personality assessment, but it's less about nine personality types and more about nine paths back to our authentic essence are what God or spirit intended us to be. And somewhere along the way, we lost path of that true essence due to a childhood wound and or trauma. And so we, we developed a coping addiction or a way of being that protected us from that trauma, but we still do it. And now, you know, it no longer really works for our benefit. Mm -hmm. So the Enneagram is all about recognizing your patterns, recognizing your strengths, using your strengths, and also very compassionately strengthening our weaknesses. And it just so happens that in the Enneagram, your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, send me the link, send me the the link for the test. And there is a test I recommend. However, I don't really recommend testing for your type. I think it's kind of um, take some of the fun out of it, getting to know yourself. Uh, But one thing I did want to share for those of your listeners that know their Enneagram type or want to know uh, their type, there's actually three different breaths for three different groupings. And in the Enneagram, there's what we call the intelligence centers. So the intelligence center of the gut triad, which I'm in, I'm an eight. So eight, nine, and one the breath for that is dragon's breath, or some people call it lion's breath. And this is not one I would recommend you uh, doing while you're driving, at least not for the first time, because it can make you kind of feel high. And actually, when my mentor told me that, of course, what did I have to do? Because I'm a rebel. Do it while I'm driving. <laughs> and blindfolded. <laughs> but um, it's really great if you're feeling a lot of anger or you're overwhelmed and you're just like, I've got to calm down. So, and it's really uh, funny. It's funny. You're going to see me do it because I like to close my eyes, stick my tongue and you roll your eyes as you oh, do it. Yeah. And I like to do three rounds of three. So I'll just do one round show, but you take a big inhale and then exhale. Yes. And you imagine you're just getting that anger and overwhelm out. So that's for the gut triad. So if you're an eight, nine, or one, that's great medicine. And for the other numbers, you can use that too, if you're feeling anger or overwhelm. So we start with the eight on the Enneagram because it's like a clock. There's nine numbers and the eight is at the top or it's, you know, the first of the gut. Um, But then there's the feeling triad. 
the two, the three, and the four. And for those folks, uh, a great breath is called the whale breath. And it's great if you're feeling over emotional and you just want to feel a little bit more grounded in your own body because the feeling center is always, um, they're feelers, they're intuit, they're very intuitive. They can mm-hmm. feel what other people are feeling. So the whale breath goes like this. You imagine you have a spout on the top of your head and you go inhale. Oh, I love that. Yes. And then the last one we already did. So uh, I know you're a seven. So you're in the thinking triad. So five, six, and seven. Once again, to get these brilliant thinkers out of their heads and into their bodies or to marry the mind, body, and spirit, you do ujjayi breath. And ujjayi Mm -hmm. breath is great for yoga. But I mean, I do it, you know, I like to do it if I'm stuck in traffic or I'm just thinking, 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 thinking. So what's, what's, your, what's your Enneagram number again? Remind me. Yes, I am an eight and an I'm eight. an eight with a seven wing. And what's really cool about the Enneagram is there's not only nine types, but with your wing. So like if I'm an eight, I'm either going to have a seven wing or a nine wing. If you're a seven, you're either going to have a six wing or an eight wing. I think you have an eight wing, but anyway, I and do. Then you have, I do. Good call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the challenger. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you have your instinctual variant stack. So with all those variations, there's actually 108 types. And guess what? One plus zero plus eight is nine based on sacred geometry and mathematics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So in using the Enneagram to care for women, do you think it's just important? Like everybody should study the Enneagram? Yes, of course. Because (laughs) um, (laughs) of course. Um, but in terms of for women, I think, you know, I think women are really hard on themselves. And as a coach, I like, I would say 75, maybe even 80% of my clients that are women have a limiting belief of I am not enough. And, mm. you know, and the work I do will change that to I am enough. And mm. depending what your Enneagram type is, it, it takes self-care, um, self-awareness to another level. And one thing I love about the Enneagram, it's very compassionate. We don't make fun of other numbers. Oh, well, Barrett's an eight and she's, you know, whatever. It's just, um, it's very compassionate. And I think because women are really hard on themselves and women can be very competitive, it is a tool to recognize patterns to basically be your best self to empower yourself. Mm. And also it sounds so obvious, but when I found the Enneagram or when the Enneagram found me, I realized, wow, not everyone operates the way I do. And to expect mm. them to is just, you know, it, it does no one any good. And so having not only compassion for myself, but also compassion for others and compassion for their strengths and weaknesses I was had dinner with two friends last night, a four and a six. And, you know, all the numbers are different, but we can learn from each other and we can bring each other into balance. And I think um, as women uh, and many women do have a belief that they are not enough, that is a really um, impactful tool. Yeah. And and you speak about it so in such fluid language that, I mean, even when you say I had dinner last night and I had a four and a six there, 
this is something you're incorporating into like every aspect of your life, not just as a coach, but also as a friend, as a daughter, as, as a next door neighbor. (laughs) Yes. You're always thinking about it. I love that. Wow. Yeah. And like in terms of like social groupings, like you and I, the eight, the seven and the three are in the social group, the assertive group. So we're more likely to walk into a room or a party and be like, Hey, here I am. I'm Barrett. I'm Nathan. Like, whereas like a withdrawn person, a five, four, five or six, excuse me, four, five or nine, those people may walk into a party. And even my friend who's a four once told me, she goes, when I'm at a party, I let people come to me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. well, that's very <laughs> four of you. <laughs> but it's neither, neither of these things are wrong, right? But I can learn to be a little bit more uh, mysterious. And, you know, my four friends can learn to be a little bit more assertive. That's not one person's wrong and the other one's right. It's about bringing back um, into balance. And then the uh, one, the two, and the six are in the compliance. So if they're walking to a room or a party, it's like, oh, can I help do the dishes or set the table or take out your trash while I'm at it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, uh, that's, so, that's my wife. And then I'm – so the, mm-hmm. the other little fun thing for me, I'm not as smart as you. So I have to apply these Enneagram numbers in a way that I can understand. I've told you about this, the Winnie the Pooh main characters that's based on the Enneagram. And me, number seven, I'm the Tigger. And my oh, wife okay. is Kanga. Kanga's the caretaker. I'm the one who doesn't want to ever feel pain. I just want to bounce to the next exciting, fun project, that, you know, one after the other, maybe not even finishing the previous project. And so at a party, I'm like, let's get to meet everybody and get everybody's phone numbers and connect people with other people I met over there. And, and yes. you know, it's just, if you had a whole room full of tiggers, it would be destructive to say the least. But uh, I guess the reason I say all that is that all of these personality uh, pathways, so to speak, are really kind of all like a part of the whole. You need all of these different personalities. So there's not one number is better than the other. I just want to emphasize that. I think yes. people are like, yes. oh, man, I'm a two or whatever. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. And a lot of people take these tests and they're like, oh, well, I got an eight, a seven and a three. So I'm an eight, a seven and a three. It's like, no, you're one number. And about 50% of people mistype themselves to begin with. So you're always one number, but like, let's take you for instance. I think, yeah, you do have that personality of let's connect, let's go, right? But when we're, the Enneagram is so dynamic, so it's always moving and changing. So each number has a number that they go to in health or stress. So for you, Uh. you integrate or in health, you embody positive characteristics of a five. So you are more grounded. And when you are, when a seven is in stress or in disintegration, they may embody negative qualities of a one and become very critical of themselves. And Mm. so there is always this movement in the Enneagram. You can go to the bathroom and be in a one space and then go out of the bathroom and be in a five space. Hey, quick interlude here, everybody. Um, I wanted to tell you really quickly about waveblock.com. They are our show sponsor and they're based out in LA. They make these awesome stickers that go on the earbuds that you're probably using right now. And they're millimeters away from your brain, emitting all kinds of radiation right into your brain, through your ear holes and through your skull. Uh, They also make stickers for the backs of your phones, which... You know, you got your phone in your pocket right now, inches, centimeters from your gonads, from your testicles and ovaries. 
And um, that radiation ain't good. So go to waveblock.com. You'll get a pair of nifty stickers that go right on your earbuds or on the back of your phone that blocks most of the radiation from the phone. Can't block it all because that would compromise the quality of the signal. But um, Ben Salem, who's been on the podcast, has put in timeless effort, although he probably wouldn't use the word timeless, uh, an invaluable investment of his time into creating these devices that are sleek, they're affordable, and they do the best job on the market. He's compared them to all the other EMF blocking technologies on the market. And I personally use them on my phone, on my earbuds, and I use it in conjunction with biogeometry and other harmonizing technologies. So go to waveblock.com, use code BELOVED, B-E-L-O-V-E-D, to save 10% off your purchase, support our sponsors, and support our show. Let's get back to my conversation with Barrett. Awesome. Wow. Man, maybe we need a whole interview on Enneagram alone. Um, In the interest of time, I definitely (laughs) want to talk about your other two points because you are a true master of the Enneagram. And I'm sure you're still learning, but uh, let's let's put a pin in that one. Um, What is your second? What is your second point? My second point that I want women to know about is healing their trauma. And I actually did a video on this yesterday on social media. And I talked about there's two components of healing our trauma. One is processing it and the other is releasing it. And Mm. I am trained in a trauma release modality called MER, mental emotional release. And I got that certification through NLP, neurolinguistic programming, which is basically a fancy way to say using language of the mind to support our goals. Mm -hmm. So we all have trauma because we're all humans. And when a traumatic experience actually happens, like if we were to feel all the feelings at one time, we may have a heart attack and die because it's so much. And the body is a genius. So it says, okay, hey, we're not going to feel all this at once. We're going to put it in the save for later file. Well, what happens with most of us, especially in uh, America, is that our save for later file is thick. It is so thick and it's taking up so much space in our bodies. And so a lot of people come when they're thinking of coaching, they're like, you know, I want to get rid of my anxiety and I want to get rid of my anger or I'm constantly in the state of fear. And so I do marry the Enneagram and the trauma release. They, They work beautifully together. But in terms of the trauma release, when our file folder is so thick, it sucks away from things like joy, love, success, focus, creativity, productivity. Mm. And so we have to make time to sit down with our traumas and really experience them. And I think in this day and age, you know, we're always on our phones or the computer. And so I invite, you know, whether it's a friend or a client to, you know, when processing trauma, carve time out of your day, whether it's you have five minutes or 25 minutes and go outside, have some water, like leave your phone inside. Don't go out with anything and just notice how your body is feeling. And then the other part of that is, you know, why this work is so important for women and especially, you know, women who are having children when we don't deal with our trauma, that actually is, mm-hmm. you know, epigenetics proves that the trauma is transferred to the child. So people who were enslaved or in the Holocaust and those people did not, weren't able to, or did not process their trauma that is passed down to their children. 
And what's so powerful about this work is at least MER when let's say like you have a child, you have Penny. So if you still had unprocessed trauma and you did MER, it would also work on Penny. Penny would notice a difference. And Mm. I've had my mom do this work and with someone else. And I was like, what did you do something today? Like I, (laughs) you know, because we're so interconnected, we all are, but you know, when it's blood, it's, it's, uh, it goes pretty deep. And so it's so important for us to process our trauma because there's been studies. I forget what the study is called, but where scientists measure chemicals and tears of people that are crying over, Uh, loss or disease or something, you know, really hard. And they found toxic chemicals in the tears. So when we repress our tears or, oh, I don't want to cry or I don't want to feel this emotion, we're actually keeping toxins in our bodies. Mm. So, (laughs) and now the medical association is coming out and there's many different articles written about this that unresolved trauma does directly correlate to physical illness and uh, chronic illness. Hmm. I totally believe that. I've experienced that myself. I've experienced that with my patients, especially birthing women who, yeah, you know, they, they have any, you know, any gynecologic issue under the sun and man, you actually start really getting their story and it's like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff. You, you described that binder. Some of these patients of mine have six binders full and they haven't processed any of this stuff and it manifests in all kinds of funny ways, some of which can be very, very sick, you know, or even, you know, end your life before you, you'd like it to. So that's powerful stuff. So mental, emotional release. And uh, again, I feel like that's a separate interview in and of itself because you are really a a jack of all trades, maybe not a master of any because you're constantly willing to (laughs) be learning and integrating. And uh, I feel like I'm like that too. It's like, I'm good at a lot of things, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert in any of them. I'm constantly integrating these different practices. And what I love about you, Barrett, is that you actually don't take one modality and entrust it with all of the healing capacities, right, that people need. It's actually, you know, you as a trained therapist, you actually work with people on a mul- in a multifaceted way in order to really get to what it is that's eating Gilbert Grape before yes. we can actually start to expect to see change. I love that. I really, really think that's so important about your practice. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah, it's so important to get to the root of things, right? Like when you yeah. pull out a weed, you pull it from the root. You don't just pick off a leaf. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, okay, so I wanted to I wanted to help paraphrase that second point. Recognize that we all carry trauma and this takes away from our ability to heal. Do you think that's pretty fair as a second point? Yes. Yeah, to heal your trauma for optimal health. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So what's your third point? My third point, this just came to me intuitively. I was preparing for this podcast and I was like, what's my third point going to be? And I <laughs> wanted it to be unrelated to what I do and something as a person. And I put down the lost art of writing letters and sending them in the mail. And that is something hmm. that is so meaningful to me. I'm, I'm known for, you know, if someone's birthday or Christmas, I write them a card, all my close friends. And, um, I think it's something we, we, that should be like, it shouldn't be a lost art. It should be, a re a rediscovered art because receiving a handwritten note in the mail is so personal and thoughtful and, 
it's almost more thoughtful than getting someone a gift. You have to sit down and think about what you're going to write. I think it's a great, you know, I'm a writer, so I, I do love to write, but it's a great exercise. It improves your mind. Um, and in the day of texting and LOL and BRB, you know, to formulate sentence and to create something uh, like in uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, she talks about creating every day, not because, you know, we're all artists and we're all humans and we have an innate ability and yearning to create. So writing someone a letter of gratitude or just, Hey, I'm thinking about you is just something to me that is so meaningful. And for those of you that are listening out there, you want to win my heart. Like my friends send me letters (laughs) in the mail. (laughs) That's all I want for Christmas. (laughs) Okay. Noted. (laughs) Noted. I'm going to send you mail from our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is walk across the street. I have to I'll just like ask the mailman, "Hey, can you just drop this off over there when you're when you're across the street?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually really love that about 2 years ago, it was roughly when we were leaving the West Coast. We had we left all of our friends in the West Coast and it's hard to stay in touch with people and texting like you said, it do, it does it is nice that I to get texts, but man, when somebody sends me a postcard, I just like, it's like, oh, there must be my best friend. And we've stopped writing letters. It means so much. And email is not the same. Video, FaceTime is not the same. Mm -mm. Seeing a person, of course, is the best. But when you know that they've taken time to write you out a postcard, put they have to like affix a stamp on the top right corner and then ship it off. (laughs) I I used to send like 200 postcards at a time out. And the mailman probably hated me because he'd like be lugging this pile of postcards around. But gosh, is it like, it's just so nice. And it's such a simple, easy thing to do. You just get a stamp, you get a card and you just write a little couple sentences to a person. It makes so, it is, I'm so glad you said that. You're the first person to say that on the podcast, by the way. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saved, there are a couple letters, one uh, from my friend, Mary Beth, that she wrote me. It makes me want to cry, but hmm. she wrote me when I was going through a really hard time. And I just, you know, I look at that and I just think, wow, like, and she has such neat handwriting and it was so thoughtful and meaningful. And, you know, that's something that I cherish more than, you know, and I obviously I love jewelry, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. even more than a piece of jewelry, it's just, it's so thoughtful. And I think, you know, we all are good. We all are of God. And in this busy go, go rush, rush world, like to sit down and write someone a letter is just, you know, it's Mm. tapping in to like, bring it back full circle. It's tapping into your authentic essence, you know, your God self, your higher self, whatever your word you use. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. in, In a world in which we have abundant means of staying connected, I have never felt so alone at times you know, social media, Facebook, all those things like, yeah, you can argue that they're good ways to connect, but I don't know anybody who doesn't feel more alone now, the more and more we get into this digitized means of communicating. I I don't know anybody who feels like I'm more connected than ever. And when they receive Mm -hmm. that postcard in the mail, it really, really does mean a lot. So write postcards, write, call your mom, write postcards and, uh, Maybe stop looking at Facebook as much and go and hug your neighbor. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Barrett, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I also want to emphasize that your three points are not even just helpful for caring for women. They're helpful care- for caring for people. And I think mm-hmm. that you, uh, you know, is a, an opportunity to toot your horn, if you don't mind. You do a really, really good job of loving people. And I think that that's becoming increasingly a, a nuanced ground nowadays, where I think that you emanate pure love and pure compassion for other people. And that's that's a commodity nowadays, and it's a rare commodity. So thank you for being you and doing your work. Mm. And I'm just blessed to be your friend and to have you here today. Thank you so much, Nathan. I am blessed to be your friend and so lucky to have you and Stephanie as my neighbors. It's just been, y'all were one of the best things that happened to me last year. Yeah. Yeah. We feel the same way. We do. Well, gosh, Barrett, how can people find you and connect with you and work with you? Absolutely. So I'm, I am on Instagram. If you want to go that route, it's my name, Barrett A. Freibert. Freibert spelled F-R-E-I-B-E-R-T. And then my website is almost the exact same. It's just my name, Barrett, two R's, two T's, Freibert.com. My email is info at BarrettFreibert.com. So Right on. Uh, I would love to connect with y'all, hear your Enneagram type, what you would like to hear about the Enneagram or trauma release or sending letters and postcards in the mail. Yeah. And if you're local, if you happen to be in in range of hearing my volcano machine downstairs and <laughs> Louisville is not a very big city, it's Bend and Zen that you're teaching right now. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I teach at Bend and Zen yoga on uh off her lane barrett has one of the dopest yoga practices i've ever been a part of we did so much animal noises and free flow free form (laughs) yoga in the middle of an otherwise pretty intense i mean it's hot it's hot yoga anyways Mm -hmm. but it's pretty intense movement pattern but what i think you what you do so nicely even as a yoga teacher and i'm sure it comes out through your coaching as well is that you meet people where they're at and it's like hey listen you're not going to be barrett freiber today you're going to be joe schmo who's just mm-hmm. trying to keep up and get the lymph and the blood and the and the chi and prana moving through the body and you do such a you have such a nice synthesis of structured routine and the free flow just open that heart up and like let it roar and i, I just love you for that so i'm looking forward to joining you for another yoga session too <laughs> oh i can't wait we'll make yeah. plenty of animal noises yeah yeah Totally. Hi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. When people do crow, if they jump back, I'm always like, you got to caca. If no other animal knows, just caca. We can all caca yeah. together. <laughs> yes. um, Barrett, thank you so much. I'll be seeing you very soon. We'll let you know when the baby comes, okay? And you can come over okay. and give your blessing. Uh, I cannot wait. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you soon. Take care. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in to another episode of Holistic OBGYN Podcast. We're going to keep them coming. Keep them coming. We won't be slowing down anytime soon. Um, If you want to find Barrett and work with her, I will put all of the links and um, ways for you to contact her into the show notes. Um, Again, go to waveblock.com, support our sponsor. Code Beloved gets you 10% off there. My practice website is Beloved Holistics. Show notes at holisticobgynpod.com. Remember, we are a 501c3 providing educational information. This is not, anything you're on the show should not be construed as medical advice and uh, should not be a replacement for the advice given to you by your doctors. So until you hear from me again, please take care of yourself, your family, your babies, your dogs, 
and we'll see you next time on the Holistic Image Win podcast. Bye-bye.